This is the official Covering the Corner podcast, episode 191. I am your host, Matt Lyons, and this week's episode, we'll have some meatballs, talk about what the Guardians did this week in baseball, have some injury updates, Josh Naylor um, might be going on the injury list, Oscar Gonzalez, Austin Hedge is already there, Chief Karen Chat came back, um, Jose Ramirez might be going there as well, who knows? I'll talk about the schedule heading into the All-Star break, it'll involve a much-needed break for the Guardians, also two more doubleheaders, or at least one before the All-Star break. Talk about Fran Moraes' issues at the plate, and does Emmanuel Classe see the same thing as 2016 Andrew Miller? Join me for all that and more. Another Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing? It's great, man. It's good to be back. Living the dream out here. Talking baseball, etc. <laughs> We've done a podcast every week. What are you talking about, Merritt? What do you mean back? That's what I'm Just talking about. Well, when I say yeah. back, I mean, uh, you know. Back something. from last week. Yeah. yeah, back here again, as yeah, we was... always do. Regularly scheduled <laughs> programming, all that kind of stuff. Never the miss a week. That, the key with any good podcast, and I learned this from the McElroys who do mediocre podcasts and intermittently, is to do it c- consistently. Even if the quality isn't there, which, you know, that's us. Uh, as long as you're doing it every <laughs> week, you know, uh, it's like when they say with the Formula One, in order to finish first, first you must finish. So we're just, we, we, we have zero DNFs over here is what I'm saying right now. <laughs> we've recorded every week and it's fine. All we it's do. Great. I've been talking, remember last week we were talking about when the, uh, when the Guardians played the Dodgers <laughs> or something. Yeah, uh, we, we uh, talked about them. They were so fun last week, man. Aren't uh, you glad we did a podcast last week and not this oh, week man. when they're a miserable train wreck for a little while? I won't even lie. A lot of red bars over there <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> here on Baseball Reference. <laughs> on uh, the old Lost page. <laughs> Ooh, <All> Hello. <laughs> A lot of big, long red bars and tiny little green ones. But you know what? Tiny little greens. The green ones count. There's a big old green. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, this is the part usually where I do a segue into the meatball sound effect. But uh, bad news, Merritt. I had a hard drive crash. I don't have the meatball sound effect anymore. And it somehow is not on Zencaster anymore. So, what is uh, the sad point? day. For the covering the part of... I know. We Any might as well just quit this. now. Just end it. I, that's, that's, that's why people tune in to hear that horrible wet... <laughs> wet slopping sound in my... Ugh. weird attempt to make my voice sound like super smash brothers but anyway this is the meatball section now uh yeah this is where we talk about meatballs of tidbits of information of what the guardians did last week well, we didn't talk before if you have one but if you do merit uh go for it uh the guardians got their butts stomped by the yankees over the weekend <laughs> sure did Merritt. <laughs> oh man <laughs> twice in one day oh man that was that was a that was a, a nasty old day there wasn't it they beat them once too though uh in fact they held them to no runs Matthew. Um, and here's just an interesting little tidbit, if you will, meatball. Um, that's, that's the segment. You said the name of the segment. I know. The Yankees are great offensively, one could say. They're a powerful, powerful offensive team. Some might even say that they're one of the two or three best offenses in all of baseball. In fact, I will say that. But and um, me- meanwhile, when you think of the Guardians, what do you think of? Kind of grinding out wins, just kind of not stacking up too many runs. I think there's something like a seventh or eighth in total runs on the AL. But here's a fun little thing. The Yankees have been held to one or fewer runs 17 times this year. And in fact, they've been shut out, I think, seven times. Whereas Cleveland's only been held to one or fewer runs 14 times. They've only been shut out four times. So I don't know what that means, but... I think it means the Guardians are better than the Yankees, man. You know what? Listen. listen, All right. So basically, this this past series, we can call it a push on account of... Mm -hmm. When two games happen in one day, it counts as one game. So basically, they split the series. And 
you know, I mean, Sorry, sure, they scored a combined God, nineteen <laughs> I think runs, six runs, yeah, in one on one in one day uh, against Cleveland, and uh, you know, then they lost two to nothing. But I don't care. Anyway, I just thought that was a neat little thing. You know, that's baseball season, as they say in New York. So there you go. As I said in my the recap I did of one of the double headers, that whole the Guardians made it like a on Twitter a big flex that they're the youngest ba- team in baseball and also younger than any AAA team, and that 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 feels a little different when you're outscored nineteen to four. Well, you know, it's you, man. It's kind of you just learn learning the ropes, I guess. You you don't know what it feels like to lose or yeah. something, you know. And then you do a lot. You just get your ass <laughs> stomped a little bit, you know, whatever. But they came out and won on, on Sunday. That was nice. At least Justin McKenzie looked awesome, and they they got two runs. Um, so mine is, is is about a clutch hitter who hits home runs in late innings. And uh, can you guess who it is, Merritt? I can't. It's uh, Andres Jimenez. Oh God damn it! Come on, you were supposed to say Josh Naylor, and then I would say no, you fool, and then I would say Andres Jimenez. Sorry, I <laughs> it is Andres Jimenez. Here's the thing: I love Andres Jimenez, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am fully on board of of a converted Andres Jimenez doubter at this point. Um, I mean, it's exciting every time he comes up to bat. He just looks, he looks like a baseball player out there this year, which is dumb analysis. But I mean, like last year, he just looked, he was confident. Like a rookie. You know I mean? Yeah, he looks confident. He, like, yeah. Last year, he just, looked, I was like, who is this person? Like, did, did, did they just find someone who just like, he, he, it's like that clip from that guy who accidentally got interviewed on the BBC and he just showed up for an interview and they're just interviewing and asking, asking about these like important questions. And he did. Yeah, so, yeah, because I found this, um, the meatball uh, initially I was going to do one about Josh Naylor, but then I found like aside from one or two, he ha- hasn't actually been like super clutch this season. Just a couple times he's done it, but Andres Jimenez, he leads the team. Um, I-, I looked at home runs, eighth inning or later in high leverage situations. He has three, which leads by I think the closest is a couple tied at one, but um, and these aren't like, these aren't nothing. In April 12th, it was four to four top of the ninth hit a two run home run May 30th tied three, three bottom of the eighth hit a three run home run. And then obviously the one a couple weeks ago, or I guess not even a couple weeks ago, like a week ago or less, uh, June 30th, 3-3, bottom of the ninth, walk-off home run. So, I mean, this guy is he's super good late. And, and, and all together in these situations, he's 7 for 12, three home runs, one walk, um, no strikeouts on the double. So he's not up there. Anytime he's up in the high leverage and late, he, he's been really good, which doesn't – It's I don't get why they like sat him in game two of the doubleheader against the Yankees for part of that reason, just because he's super good and also young. I think he could handle two games yeah. in one day. <laughs> I don't know but, why they're sitting him ever. He's 23. Right. He's fine against lefties. He's fine against right. There's there's no reason he should yeah, not like, be. I'm going to look at his if splits they're gonna, right now. It's, it's truly wild. Like, what, 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 why, why, what, what, you know? So it, I'll, I'll even concede that they want him to be the second baseman and not putting him at shortstop, even though he's infinitely better than Ahmed Rosario. But if they feel like Jimenez is their second baseman of the future and like Tyler Freeman, or I don't know if we can say Arias at this point, but um, I guess, I know, you know, whatever. It's like him, 12 but, at bats. I'm sorry. I'm not going to get worked yeah. up or how bad he looked over the last like few days. Cause again, it's, I think it's 15 at bats he has now. Like, well, so this is a, a, a tangent. I never feel like the, the Guardians do that with players they really believe are going to be part of the future. Like, bring them up and down like they're doing to Arias. That's true. I feel like they, they like they wait yeah. an, an obnoxious amount of time because they know they can give them consistent at-bats until they actually do it. Um, but that could be reading too far into things. But, um, but yeah, if they feel like one of these guys is the shortstop and they want to leave Andres Jimenez at second base because he's comfortable there and he's hitting well, whatever. Just leave. What, what did you call him before? The oh, game Stone Burke hands Hans Rosario. Stone yeah. hands Rosario. Just, just let him do whatever he's doing at shortstop until he's traded or moved or whatever. Um, just bricks for hands, man. Like, <laughs> oh, he can't. He's got no range. And he's got, when he gets to the ball, bounces off his hands. It's ridiculous. I just. 
He's just got these big square hands. He has no fingers. They never found that out in scouting. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, how does he, he can still hit? It's wild, but you know, who cares? Like, I hope he they just uses those big line. brick hands to hit the ball. Oh, just, I'm glad he's on a hot streak now because maybe we can get to get something nice for. Him. I don't even know what relief pitcher. Yeah, who cares? I, I think he's starting to fade a little bit, and I think other teams are going to see that it's just like a hot streak. And you're not going to get a ton for him, but but I mean, if these other guys are the future, you've got to do something with them. You can't just That's the thing. You keep know, them forever. They have one, as we've discussed a thousand times, they have one million middle infield prospects, and they're all really good, apparently. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't I'm know. I'm on board the Tyler Freeman train now. I think he's the one who's going to win the lottery there. You uh, think? Hmm. Oh, yeah. He's looked really good in AAA, I think. Well, if he can stay healthy, that's, that's a big thing. But, but yeah, my meatball is just that Andres Jimenez is extremely clutch and extremely good. He should be an all-star second baseman. He probably won't be, um, which is a shame because he's, he's one of my favorite players in the team now at this point. Yeah, he rules. I use I, I it, it, it uh, very frustrating. He, he, he seemed to bat him consistently until, until recently. He was batting like seventh and like sixth and seventh, and it's like he's easily the second best hitter on the team. Like and has oh, yeah, been for close. over a month. Like obviously, you, maybe not. First, you you want to bat him first because he's just a swing happy, but second. I, honestly, I I would say he's perfect. He is the kind of guy who like. Old baseball types would be like, oh, he's a perfect second baseman because he swings a lot and makes a lot of contact. Yeah, that, that's a lot of what it feels like with where he's playing right now. And I think you wrote about it too that he just needs to walk a little more and, and he's going to turn into a superstar. Even if he doesn't, I think he's still super. I good, mean, but. you know, you, you look at the numbers a little bit, his BABIP is wildly high, but um, he also sprays the ball over the place. He's been hitting line drives at a career high rate. So it could just be that he is. Um, I mean, I, I think I'm, I, I meant to make the comp with him and um, like peak um, Javier Baez uh, to a degree. And I, I mean, sim- similar approaches and um, similar, you know, impacts. Like when he was at his best, Javier Baez was incredible. He just, he made things happen, which is, you know, a bullshit statement. But also it is something, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's something. Hitting the ball hard to all fields can give you, even if you can't work a walk and make, give you a nice long career and ultimately a big contract with a team who's very good at making bad decisions. Case in point, the dot or the Tigers with uh, Javier Baez. So there you go. <laughs> and also, um, what is it? Meadows, Austin Meadows trading <laughs> Isaac Paredes, who's like the best player on the planet right now, for Austin Meadows, who's injured. So glad to show these are the Tigers' blood at this point. Um, so less exciting than Andres Jimenez is the fact that uh, injuries are very much a thing for Cleveland now. I don't know if it's this long stretch of games they've been on, just a coincidence, but um, Oscar Gonzalez, Austin Hedges, Anthony Ghost, all in the IL. Josh Naylor tweaked his back today. It didn't look, for some reason, he very visibly tweaked it and was hurt and stayed in to take the hole at bat and then ran down to first, and then they took him out. I don't know why you wouldn't do it immediately. but Yeah, it was um, very bizarre. Very bizarre situation with that one. I, I, I didn't understand it either, personally. Um, yeah, I mean, even like the broadcasters saw immediately, like Matt and Rick, they they knew that he was, everybody, I'm sure, saw the dugout. Oh, yeah, you looked like hope shit. they saw <laughs> Yeah, he, he visibly he hurt his back. Like we're all like, "Oh, yeah. hurt his back." He's like, "No, I'm fine. You're not fine, bro. Or you hurt your back." I, I <laughs> your back is it. on the field. How did this happen? Yeah. It popped yeah, right I, out. What do you mean you're fine? How do you? Um, lose but he ran the first. Back. What the hell? <laughs> uh, they took him out. He homered in that game too, which is nice. Um, I mean, if he's gone, I think that's that's a huge deal. Oscar Gonzalez, I think he's okay. I think he's they needed fa- him. I mean, if anything, just because, yeah, yeah. But I, I think he was starting to fade a little bit. But now they brought. Oscar Mercado back, so I would rather have Oscar Gonzalez. Um, and also, obviously, Austin Hedges is as bad as he is on offense. He's a great defensive catcher. They're going to miss him. But I think Naylor, if he goes on the IL, that's that's one of the biggest losses because uh, 
part of the reason because I don't want him to go again after the leg injury and he's finally back. But he's just like such a the emotional lightning rod of oh, yeah. the dugout. Um, these two games today like just seemed so dead in the dugout. I don't know if that at all was just not as Josh Naylor if his back went out, but um, it seems like they're they're charged by Josh Naylor. They don't have another big veteran presence to to rah-rah him up if they're losing. I feel like Josh Naylor could be that guy, and if he's out again, I don't know if he, he can. Yeah, because like obviously the the best player is uh, Jose, and he's just he's very much not a. I mean, you know, he's a confident man, but I think he's a he's a lead by example type more than more so than like a get the boys fired up for a for a you know a random game and whatever in July. He seems like a quiet prankster type. Like, like oh, right. that Jose. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's so great. Yeah, I love that guy, but he's not going to pump you up. Yeah. You're looking over to me. Like, What's he doing over there? He's just playing Mario Kart. Or whatever. Like, What's he playing? And you're like, oh, you'll never know. But yeah, Nailers is, is the one who very much, um, he's, he's just the kind of guy you need one or two of those in a clubhouse just because, again, the season's so long and you, get, you need to be able to get up for games. And, and also, he's quite honestly their third best hitter. So losing that also blows. And um, he is, like, at this point, he's almost everything that we were hoping that. Fremio Reyes would be this year, like right down to the stat line too, like two seventy three, three twenty seven, four ninety five, like anything around there. Like he's on a, you know, he's on a run that where he, you know, could if he stays out the rest of the year, he could hit thirty home runs. Naylor could, and at twenty five, I mean, my, my hope is going to be twenty five to thirty at this point in his career. I will say he's looked like shit in the field because he can't move because his leg is still half off. So like, I mean, blessing in disguise, maybe to a degree to just kind of get him off his feet, so to speak, for a couple weeks. Like, the All-Star breaks in, what, like eight games or something like that? Yeah, if it's anything like halfway serious at this point, I'd almost just say, forget it. <laughs> like, it's eight games you're playing. I mean, you're, I, I don't want to ruin his back to have eight extra games in the season. No, like, exactly, yeah. But... Like, I, I don't want this to be, start being a thing because, like, legs inju- leg injuries suck for power hitters, but, like, back injuries, are that's the thing that, you can lead to other injuries as well, just because you like try to like you're overcompensating. With yeah, you overcompensate other parts of your body, and you strain them in different ways, also. And like, yeah, he he didn't get a, a full off season to like train and stuff like that because of his leg. So, which you know, which is exciting in a sense that like next year he could be even better, and um, that's what I'm kind of hoping for is he, he stays healthy all this year, so so it's, he doesn't have like a rehab off season. He's able to actually be good. Um, but yeah, that, that back injury—it was weird that they let it play the way it did, and then like, we were all like, "Why is he on the field? Stop it!" But um, <laughs> stopping on the field—it's gross. Yeah, but doing him, and then obviously injuries everywhere else too. Like, uh, yeah, and like I, I mean, Jose Ramirez just got is... hurt. I, I know he's not like a, a key part of the the bullpen, but the bullpen depth has been so important to them. And then like, uh, I go down to the DL list now. Like, I, I, yeah, they're super thin at catcher. Um, the fact that they they are playing Oscar Mercado sucks. <laughs> they brought back uh, the Phillies legend. <laughs> like, made, yeah, I saw that like video. A, a tribute video. To the, the highlight Gonzalez. video, yeah. yeah. His great moments in Phillies history, striking yeah. out one time. Like, damn, <laughs> I've seen that. Thanks for the memories. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I well, mean, like, if Jose goes too, like, that's we're done. So, <laughs> forever long he's out because he doesn't look good. Like, he's not on the IL, but that's another it's clear one. Yeah. His, his thumb is, is messing yeah, he's, with him. He's not like his, I, I haven't looked at the numbers specifically yet, but like, he's, you know, he's batting average has dropped. He's not hitting with as much power as he was earlier in the year. Like, I don't know. He just, he doesn't look, because when did that injury sort of thing happen? Um, I mean, so last two weeks, he has a 639 OPS. Last 28 days, it's 852, which is still great. I'll take that every single day, but like, it's not quite what he is. You know, like he's a, he was having like a thousand plus OPS year 
to a run there. And he's, I, I expect something in the nine hundreds from him. So yeah, not a home run since June 10th is last time he, not that's the last June time he even 10th. barreled a ball. Yeah. That was Good his last Lord, home run yeah. and his last barrel was June 10th. Yeah. He hit, hit three home runs uh, since the beginning of June and all of his hit came before the 10th. So you just like hand injuries blow. He, he, he needs some time off. Like, it, it sucks because, like, you look at the record and you look at where they are behind the Twins and everything like that. And, like, Twins can't get out of their own way as it is. Like, I mean, if they win tonight, they'll be two games back or three games back, I think. Um, but, yeah, Jose, but I, that, that, that would be a painful injury to have to deal with. And then, you know, it's, it's like, where is the team? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they're competing for possibly a playoff spot. And I'm sure this is something we can talk about as we get closer to, like, the deadline and everything like that. But, like... What are they, right? Like, I, I figure they're going to sell some. I mentioned Rosario already, but, like, they could be buyers as well because they have so many good young players and they have no room for them. Like, there's only nine positions and even with injuries and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I keep on getting all these videos um, that show up on Twitter from, like, both the uh, um, the Rubber Ducks and the Clippers. And it's just, just guy after guy hitting huge monster dingers. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Where are these guys? <laughs> so, I swear that. Like, that. John Kenzie Noel guy and like yeah, him know. and George Blair in Double A they got to move with Triple A soon. Oh uh, my god, it's, it's gonna be so, popping real quick here. Yeah, it's it's like what are we doing here? But like I don't know, it'd be fun to make the playoffs. I just don't know how hard you want to push that, both in terms of like making a big move, move prospects, but also pushing the players specifically because you know they're still an incredibly flawed team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lots of issues, like. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, we're seeing them right now. and that, That's part of the reason I'm not super upset right now about how bad they look. It's because I didn't expect a whole lot. <laughs> the fact that we had that run where they looked really good yeah, yeah. was just a bonus, and it was really fun. And they're going to do it again, I'm sure, at some point, go on a run like that. But I, I you know these runs are going to happen with a young team. And the, 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 next, the next, Up to the All-Star break, I, I know someone could talk about that tonight anyway, but the fact that it's all division guys and it's all bad. Like, the teams all stink in some way or other. Uh, you know, it's it's all it's all White Sox, Tigers, Royals. I think they yeah, it's, it's all White Sox, Tigers, Royals in, until yeah, the All Star break. The yeah. Like none of those teams have winning records. The White Sox should eventually be able to get out of their own way soon, maybe. But like the Kansas City Royals stink. The Tigers, they should not. <laughs> they I mean, they, should stink. But... They should stink. But they're just I don't know. Again, Cleveland just is dealing with its own issues of having to. Uh, it just happened just now as I flipped over the, to the game, putting in Brian Shaw constantly. And like, <laughs> I think they just need this All Star break more than anything right now. <laughs> like they need to just limp their way to the beat, next yeah. week and a half and just yeah. get a couple days off. Um, I'm sure Jose well, that, at this point is not going to play in the All Star game. Let him sit for four days. And, yeah, exactly. Like, I just, I, they just all need. I think they're all just all so dinged up and kind of shitted up. And you're like, what? what I don't know. I, it'd be fun to see having be buyers. You know, and they just got a new minority owner. Maybe they'll just. Send a bunch of prospects to, I don't know, let's pick a random town, Washington, D.C. And then <laughs> get Juan Soto. Get, get Juan Soto <laughs> and then spend $400 million and sign it for 10 years. I, I, I support this idea. Listen, minority owner wants to uh, make a big splash. The last time they, they got one, they got uh, Edwin Encarnacion. So let's do that again. Except with Juan Is that Soto. Your official uh, Merritt Rolfing official? All-star break uh, prediction. One that my, yeah, that, 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 that's, my, that's my deadline deal prediction. This Juan Soto character. Now, very similar to Edwin Encarnacion in that, you know, very sure he's only 23 player. instead of 32. And, oh, man. Going to cost a shitload of money. I, I think it's going to be quieter than we think it'll be at the deadline. Because I don't think the like them being good could really sway them a whole lot. Maybe if they were like way up in the division, they'd push a little further. But if they're where they are right now at the trade deadline, I, I think it's going to be probably more boring than we expect. I mean, 
I, I do think there'll be some moves. Like, I, I think for, the, I don't know, they have to trade in uh, Rosario, don't they? Like, that, that's what, the one I think has to happen at some point, yeah. Because like, you're not going to do it next year. You're going to hope he's good till the All Star break, and then let yeah, somebody exactly. else deal with the wheels like, falling off. Because the next year, yeah, like, as we talked about, there's all these young guys who are like good, like high, like highly touted prospects at this point that are in like that are like some of them are, if I'm not mistaken, like top 25 in baseball, top 30 kind of players. So I don't know what you do with that, but like you know. The, the, we can't keep on talking about the farm system being bursting with talent and then just not see it ever. And then just keep on rolling out, you know, I mean, just looking at the lineup tonight, like Rosario, obviously <laughs> even Miller. Um, I don't know. I don't know. about look terrible for a long stretch. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Palacios, maybe Mercado is in the lineup. So it's like, we need to be able to see the new guys and then we need to see them if they're anything, because as much as it's fun to be contending and have a winning record, like, they're still rebuilding. They're still putting together a, a, a window for 2023 to 2027. One would hope, anyways, the what they're going for because that, that'll kind of yeah. yeah I, I think I that's say, generally like the the window. They like this feels like 2015. I think we said this before in the podcast. Like this year feels like 2015. And like next year, the one where it's going to be they're putting it together to do something and probably be aggressive. I don't think. I mean, they don't have the they don't have the, the singular prospect. I guess is what it is. And the way the pitching is also is just like. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm well, I think they might have that that uh, prospect in a pitcher. Maybe not next year, but like Daniel Espino. He's yeah, one who's true. Like, okay. is very he quietly. Yeah, yeah. That's he, true. Could be, he could be in the top ten of I think all of baseball by the time he's ready to come up. That'd be fun. Um, I'd like that. Yeah, Let's get more of the more top fun. ten prospects. <laughs> Just a couple. Let's those. get ten of them. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and you were talking about schedule going into the All Star break, but out of it is uh, a little more difficult. <laughs> they oh, have yeah? White Sox, Red Sox, mm-hmm. Rays, uh-huh. um, Diamondbacks, Astros. I don't know anything about the Diamondbacks. <laughs> I always forget they exist. I just watch them once in a while. I like they're on 10 at night. I'll watch them, sure. Let's see. Oh, who's their manager? Uh, still Tor Lavulo. Damn, he's still out there. My, my the only go-to reason... for, for faceless manager. Yeah, all right. <laughs> the only reason I remember they exist is because I look at like 10 at night to see which game I want to watch. It's like, do I want to watch a Diamondback game or the Padres game? It's always the Padres. So I always watch them. It's, the only time I ever acknowledge the Diamondbacks in my head is, is knowing I don't want to watch them late at night. They have two guys with a precisely 123 OPS plus, and another guy with a 119 OPS plus. So, you <laughs> know. Do you know Jordan Luplo is on the Diamondbacks? I did I not know, know that. Until, did like, he like, inside season. the park home run or something like that? He did, yeah. yeah. Oh, good for him, man. And then, you know, they got Madison Bumgarner out there, so just kind of doing his thing. Just kinda, <laughs> He's doing it. Just doing it. What's his, his most insane contract, didn't he? Dude, oh, man. It's yeah, a lot for what he is, yeah. That's a lot of money. Holy crap. Oh, man. <laughs> um, anyway, you were saying. Oh, no, that was it. Just that it's a brutal schedule coming out. I think they'll be better off because they'll be rested from the All-Star, right? They, they just need that so bad. But it's going to be uh, way harder after the All-Star. It's kind of nice that it's quote-unquote easy going in. There's a chance they could win a few games in there and feel good going to the All-Star break. But either way, I think they just they just need to break. But one player who, who really needs it, obviously, I think, is uh, maybe he does it. Maybe he just needs to keep playing and figure out what the hell he's doing. Is Fran Reyes? Oh, <laughs> I know he said a couple home runs finally, but um, Blake Rand wrote on covering the corner. That's that's our website, man. Do you know about you know Blake? I've, I've heard of it. You, you met this Blake? Have yeah, you seen this corner the covering the corner website? That's I like it. it's pretty yeah, good. It's full, full of um, uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, he he wrote a great article about uh, just it's a very subtle headline that he picked. It, it, it's Fran Reyes can't hit anything but fastballs. And the, the general gist of the article is that Fran Reyes can't hit anything but fastballs. You know, I was I was doing a little research uh, before uh, the show because this is one of the things we want to talk about. You know, I discovered something. 
he really can't hit breaking balls or off-speed pitches. It seems like he I've heard that before. Balls. It's interesting. His strikeout it's... rate is absurd also. So <laughs> it is shockingly bad. Like that's the thing you could say about him most years maybe like most big power hitters, but it is it is a capital AP problem this year for him. Uh, the fact that he can't 41 and a half, balls. Matthew, 41 and a half percent of the time he strikes that's out. That's not even like... just curveballs there. That's every pitch. So imagine how bad oh, he is. God, just he swings and misses. He swings and misses on on, on curveballs and sliders like sixty five percent of the time or something like that. I, the fact that they ever throw him anything like he only and I, was, I was looking at it, he only sees those two pitches a curveball or a slider. Oh yeah, never throw him about, anything like, else. What a combined doing? like thirty. Oh, it's, it's only like a combined like forty percent of the time. Not even that. Like it's not that much. And yet, why would you ever sl- throw him anything ever? He's gonna <laughs> swing at it, especially now. Like he's so hard. Like, and it's wild too because like his ground ball rate is the lowest it's ever been. Uh, his line drive rate is up there. He's hitting the ball in all the right ways, and yet he's just like he's hitting the Can't ball harder it. than ever. Um, yeah, his barrel rate is in the ninety fourth percentile. Average exit velocity ninety eight percentile. I mean, but everything else is just awful. He's the worst at striking makes- out. He's the worst expected batting average. Uh, like he's visually like one of the worst looking. Like every at bat just looks awful. Like you can, there's somewhere like you watch him, and then maybe it's just you notice in the stats afterwards. Like, hey, he swung and missed a lot, but like you can tell he can't know what the hell he's swinging at half the no, time. No, he's up there guessing. Which I mean, he's so powerful that he's going to run. Like, I would be not surprised if he still hit 35 home runs. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, he's going to have one of that, like like those those latter day Adam Dunn seasons <laughs> where he gets like 160 with like. You know he's, he's a he's a negative influence on the team in terms of like wins above replacement, but he still hits. He's still up there hitting dingers, forty dingers, and does nothing <laughs> else. It's a he's, home run in a three to twelve ball game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll he'll be the king of the of the of the meaningless home <laughs> runs this year, and because yeah, it'll be a blowout game. He's be facing like the seventh best reliever or position player. Oh man, it sucks. I mean, it sucks. Is, is he watching broken, Merritt? I guess that's the overall question here. Is that is Fernando Reyes? He's only twenty six, but is he? I've seen like a lot of people that seem to be giving up on him already. Like he's just irrefixable. What the hell am I looking at here? Irrevocably broken. That's the one. (laughs) Thank you, man. You're welcome. You you nailed that. Um, Yeah. Is is, is he just completely broken and there's no coming back from? That's the thing. Like, I I I haven't looked at like if his if his strikeout rate's gone up or or swing and miss rate's gone up over the season because he just seems like a kind of guy who's just in his own head about all this too. You know what I mean? Like he just he seems trapped almost. Because he's so talented, and like maybe he's just swinging too hard. He's trying to hit a home run every time up a bat now, and he just digs himself into holes so quickly. I don't know. It's um, I hate you, Brian Shaw. Um, <laughs> I don't even have the game one, but I can already tell what happened. It's fine. Uh, uh, um, but like, yeah, like, I just like it's not like you were expecting, hoping for anything amazing or huge or like. You know, dazzling from like, again a bad guy. I mean, like, he was he was our big like he was supposed to be our forty home run hitter at some point. Yeah, I know, and and I, th- I think we were just kind of again hoping for like an eight fifty OPS, like something like that. You know, just like nothing too like like not. I wasn't expecting him to hit like uh, who, who's a good hitter these days. Jose Ramirez. All right, that was an easy one. Pull that one out of the back of the brain there. But you know, again, just being like basically what Josh Naylor, like I was saying before, what Josh Naylor is doing this year is what I was hoping we'd get out of Reyes this year because his line last year is insane. When you think about it, we had 30 home runs in 115 games. Like even another four, like, it just, 
also 18 doubles and 30 home runs. It's like, yes, yes, you are so slow. <laughs> more of that. Rule. More of this, please. <laughs> but he just, uh, like, 78 to 12 strikeout to walk ratio. There's nothing good here. And then, like you said, like with Blake's article, it's just he, he can't hit anything. He just swings at everything. He's trapped. And I don't know. You can't quit on him, I don't think. Oh, no, absolutely not. Like, I, the, the fact that he has the ability to hit that ball that hard <laughs> and you can just leave him a dh anyway like he's not a liability because you're just putting him there and you can he's played a lot of outfield this year i think compared to most years anecdotally but um that, that's always bad <laughs> seven times this year been in rayfield probably eight after the day because i think he played there he looks terrible out there but the most part you can just stick him at dh and let him figure it out i don't know send him down i guess i'm sure he has options left I guess, um, I mean, I guess point, but, you know, it's like... I don't know what he's going to fix down there, unless it really is just a confidence thing. You can go down and see some shitty AAA pitchers and banging off them. Dongers come up go, oh, I'm good now, actually. Um, <laughs> and then strike out up here again and go back down. You know, and, and like, we were talking, I know, earlier in the season about how they got their new hitting coach and, like, how he helps, you know, several guys. But, like, Miller has regressed. He was one of the guys that we kind of circled. Like, um, Mercado, another, another example. Uh, he was a guy, too, that we were like, it seemed like he was had, had kind of figured something out at least, uh, and then got DFA'd. Um, so this is why you have hitting coaches: was when you have your supposed star player playing like absolute trash, you he's supposed to fix it. He's supposed to identify the, the problem and then solve it. And to this point, it is not happening. He is just not good, just not doing well, just not hitting the ball good at all. And it's just um, does not hit fastballs or it has anything but fastballs. Can't hit them. And, and I obviously can't throw fastballs, but I can probably just throw a fastball out of the zone and just throw three sliders and you strike them out. Easy peasy. Oh, yeah, every time. <laughs> and he's going to miss by a mile every time. It's, it's unfortunate. It's not even like at, at first. Like, so I remember I was, I was watching earlier in the season. I was trying to like, like, see if he was, had been doing something, if he was trying to do something different after he came out back off the DL or something like that. And it seemed like for a bit there he was laying off just all low pitches, which for a big guy like him is a smart move. Um, but I think it's – I don't know. Maybe that just didn't stick. So Because um, those are the ones that always were just bedeviled him were just diving – you know, slider. Again, slider, sliders diving away and, and, and big curveballs that just fall off the, off the, you know, fall off the table. And yeah, you just can't hit him. Can't hit him. Can't hit him <laughs> and uh, he continues to not hit him. So – <laughs> I, again, it's, it, you can't say he's broken, but you look at a six eleven OPS from a guy who I don't know, and I, I know he was hurt a little bit too, and he wasn't—he just hasn't been fully healthy all year, I don't think. But yeah, I'm I mean, sure him being too, him being hurt, and then Naylor, and then now Ramirez, like it's a middle of road offense as it is, and they're holding on by the skin of their teeth. Like if any of those. Like Reyes already st- is bad, and if one of those other two guys goes down, then we're counting on basically Quan and Jimenez to win games for them. Which, which maybe in a couple of years, that's a you know what? I'll take it. You know, yeah. When <laughs> I think Jimenez hitting, right now would rely on him, and Quan's I think getting there. Uh, well, you know, I mean, yeah. Like on once base. Quan's hitting, uh, what's a good number? Three thirty-five every single year with a you know four hundred slugging percentage. <laughs> you see that one today? Like there was a ball that was going to hit him, and he still turned on yeah, it. Yeah, that was so insane. Cool. He has yeah. such quick hands. It's it's, it's so it's cool. ridiculous. Yeah, he's such a fun player to watch because it's just. I mean, honestly, what it is is it's like watching um, um, Carlos Santana at the plate again. Just th- those that weird preternatural sense of not only exactly what your zone is, but also what the zone the umpire is seeing, and also exactly where the pitch is going too. So, yeah, it's, it's not a lot of guys can do that, and he does it, and it's just like. 
I don't think he's ever going to hit for power, but just getting on base, leave him at the leadoff spot, and he's going to be great there. I, I mean, you know what? I mean, optimistically, I, I, I would say I, I'd like to see some batting lines like um, like a prime, uh, like a Dustin Pedroia, I suppose, would be, you know, again, it's it's just a ton of doubles, effectively. If, like he, he's hitting like 40 doubles and getting on base. Like, cool. You know, 10 home runs. I think he hit five or 10 home runs a year, probably. Like, Yeah, I mean, he's not in the minors. I think he can do it here, too. Well, and, and you know, and, and like you were saying about how he turned on that one pitch, like he he can work himself into such good counts that, and we've seen him do it a few times where he's like, you could tell that he's going, he's like, I'm going to pull this ball because he never, he never wants to pull the ball. Then he just turns on, and that's how we hit that home run, and he almost hit a home run. I think it was in Minnesota a couple of weeks back in a, in a big situation. He's definitely a guy that I think in like two or three years, I would is the guy I would want up like. In, in high leverage situations because he just gets himself into situations where he's going to get a good hit and or get, get a good ball to hit and, and he'll, he'll make something happen. So I like it. Um, it just, I, I don't think that it's going to be a successful team. If it, again, if it's just him and Jimenez, <laughs> but that's it. And then, and then it's just like, and then you're just looking down the line. You're like, why, who are these people? What? what? They weren't even in the minors. They just, again, they should, are they doing like a, like a make a wish thing. <laughs> this lineup just says miscellaneous batting yeah, eight. What is, is that? Is it, they're actually playing player to be named. Is that cash considerations? <laughs> How do they actually get these men? What's going on here? This one just says Crash Bandicoot. They can't do that. He's yeah, not first of all, real. that is a copyright issue. And second of all, like, well, yeah, like honestly, yeah. But if, if if the lineup really gets gutted that way, like we're going to be looking at Quan Rosario, oh, <laughs> Jimenez. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Miller and Palacios and Sandy Leon. Oh. I tell you, every time the Guardians sign Sandy Leon, which has happened more than one time over the last couple of years, that's the canary in the coal mine. It's just you. Know I, well, I also get a text from my buddy who's a Red Sox fan who loves Sandy <laughs> Leon. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so even if the the lineup is terrible, I think the one thing we will have is the fact that Emmanuel Classe is going to be pitching the back of the bullpen, and he is absolutely amazing. One three one ERA this year, uh, nine point seven strikeout per nine, just unhittable. Hundred mile power cutter comes at you every time. He's got a slider. He's working in there now. That slider um, is insane. It is honestly no, an unfair pitch. It moves so well. He, he he. It seems like he just like learned it out of nowhere. It was like, yeah, this is easy. Actually, you can't hit this either. You you stink. Stop it's not it. even like the most moving in the world on a slider. It's just compared to his fastball. Like you have so little time with, is, is it going to be a cutter that's coming hundred miles per hour or is it a slightly lower yeah, or, slider? or a 94 like mile an hour slider? Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, Jay Ram for MVP at Reynolds to Clee on Twitter tweeted out the, uh, the baseball savant um, percentiles for Andrew Miller, 2016 and this year's manual class a and brought up uh, an interesting conversation point. The fact that they look extremely similar. The only real difference hmm. is that Andrew Miller had a bad fastball spin because I don't think he cared about spinning his fastball. <laughs> he had that no. slider that was, I I think, one of the nastiest pitches we've ever seen probably since he's come up. I can't think of another pitch that's been like that absolutely brutal as Andrew Miller's slider when it was at its peak. Um, he made people fall over like so it, it many was, times, like, like <laughs> hitting their back, swinging and also nearly hitting their back heel. Like, Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, th- that's where the, like, throwing a slider at their back foot, he literally did it. It wasn't just a saying that it moves a lot. It was... I think one of the best pitches we've ever seen, like visually, I don't know how statistically it worked out, but just looking at it, it was the most slidery, a slider pitch I've ever seen. But where do you come down on this? Um, the debate rocking our nation right now is uh, Emmanuel Classe or Andrew Miller. 
Which one was better? This year's Manuel uh, Class A or 2016 Andrew Miller? Which I don't I think mean, it's fair to Andrew Miller. I think 20. I guess he was better in 2016 than 2017. I would honestly say Miller, uh, purely for strikeout reasons. I mean, nine point so you know, what, what Class A is striking out. What was he striking out? Like uh, almost ten. Twenty eight percent is his strikeout rate this year, which is good. It, you know, it's five four, five point four, yeah, five points. Excuse me, better than league average, but like having a closer be able to strike people out at say, just to pick a random number, 44.7% of the time, um, you know, and not do that just one year, but do it for three years in a row also. Um, that's that's why I would, I would look to Miller. I think Class A walks people at a little higher rate too, what, 4.6 this year compared to 4.1. And Hector Miller was walked 1.9%. Yeah, God he was, damn. He was insane. I think we you know what? Like, was. I Manuel Class A is like shocking, I guess is what it is, because he just hits 100 miles an hour so consistently. And then he just, when people started to be able to catch up to it, because he was only throwing one pitch, he was like, I'll throw a slider now. And now you can't hit anything. Like, And then also, I'll be honest, too, like the versatility of Miller, obviously, is because they had Allen as the closer, but the versatility of Miller made him, I think, maybe the most valuable relief pitcher just overall. Um, I mean, in baseball in the last maybe 10, 15 years, like other than like, just because like you didn't have to put him in, like he was everything that the Astros were trying to turn. Um, oh, what was that guy's name? Gonna the Astros? Him. Yeah, the Astros the had a guy who was like their, he, like, they, they basically, they, they, they built him to be like, they, they drafted him and then like brought him up through the system to be a fireman effectively. He was, let me pull up because he was on the, World Series team. Um, Chris Davinsky. And Chris Davinsky was good. It was very, very good. He, just, he pitched a lot of innings. Like he, But he always came in in different weird times. And he just kind of flamed out pretty quick. He had that one year there. We had a two, uh, 27 when they won the World Series. 11.2 strikeouts for nine. He pitched 80 innings, which is a lot for a reliever, obviously. He appeared in 62 games, which, again, there's a lot. In four years, those four years when he was good, he appeared in 221 games, which is, again, a shitload. Um, uh, um, Miller, only, Miller only appeared in 120 for Cleveland over three years. So it's like th- that kind of – but Miller was, again, everything that I think they wanted Davinsky to be and that, that versatility to be able to put him in in the way you should be using your best relievers. You know what I mean? Pitching and to be fair, that's not an awkward cliche. Classe, I'm sure he could do what they wanted to. He's just oh, 100%. Not used it's like just, that, but – Yeah, I mean – I will say, like I, 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 I got to see them um, the Guardians play against the Orioles uh, when they when they came to came to Baltimore. When he, just there's an aura to Emmanuel Class A that is that I don't think Andrew Miller had like a scary aura to him, like like, like this insane hobo just is, is coming after you. Whereas there's a, a certain level of just that's not to sound like a total goddamn dweeb, but just swag to him. Like he just has this, this energy to him that just emanates like. That classic closer energy, where you just you feel it's something beyond confidence. It's just he's so sure of himself that, and that's just a, it's it's not a real thing, obviously, but it's like a powerful thing that like I don't think a lot of a lot of pitchers try to exude, and I think he's one of the few who really just almost has it naturally. So in terms of intimidation factor, I think he's right up there with Miller, but just in a different style. Um, but I think in terms of actual, yeah, like who who is better? Like I had to, to pick one, I'd go with Miller. He's the best relief pitcher I've seen since Mariano Rivera when he was at his best. So, yeah, and I was going to go the opposite with the Aria thing. I think Andrew Miller's was 
I think you're right. It's a different thing. And I think Matt the, Hobo, Matt Hobo versus <laughs> Matt like, Hobo is, yeah, 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 versus Emmanuel Classe. But I think like just the idea of Andrew Miller coming in, I can't remember being that excited about any reliever ever. Even Emmanuel Classe, when Andrew Miller came in, I was that excited. Even when Classe comes in, it's just, it's just not. I don't know, just that wipeout slider was just what he made people do. Like he said, they'd fall over trying to hit it. Because um, Class A gets a lot of contact, even for how fast he throws. It's just weak contact he relies on. It's less like intimidating when you know he's going to come. Like, do you remember when H. Miller was on a rehab assignment and he faced three minor league um, batters? <laughs> he's just dominating them. Like, you usually you don't even see that with rehab. They There was that one time Jacob DeGrom did it, but. I said that like four times. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, H. Miller just absolutely decimated them. Yeah. And that's how I you can tell like, a... one way it's not even close. You, you, you may be right as far as the, the, that energy thing that Miller had. It was, it was just like – it was a, an inevitability, I guess, when he was yeah, his best. It's yeah. like he's coming in like, you're not going to score. Like, you're, just, you're not. You're, <laughs> you're done like, now. Just sit down for the next Especially that playoff run. Again, particularly like in the AOCS against the um, – was that the Blue Jays, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Where he was the MVP. Uh, where he just – yeah, he was the MVP. Just, he's just always there. Like, he, he pissed – it felt like he was in every game. And you're just like, again? <laughs> like if I were a blue team, I'm like class A does not have that, I guess. He has the he has that thing where it's like, you know, you you at least, you know, you shorten the game by an inning effectively because he's so good, but he does not have the ever lurking specter of, of, of doom, I, I suppose. Yeah. You, know, you could yeah. feel like you'll have a chance against class A, I think. Like if you time up that fastball, you'll at least have the confidence that maybe I can hit this thing. There was no chance Ranger Miller. Like, and again, you know, seeing I single, you, you 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 might squeeze one through. You know what I mean? Like He's given up a home run this year. Um, did Miller give up any home runs in 2016? I'm going to guess uh, very few actually. Things. So you know, that's what sliders do sometimes. They spin and spin and spin, <laughs> and then yeah, they get hit real hard. Although, yeah. um, five of those were when he was still with the Yankees. So there you go. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting he came over midway through that half, season. Yeah, that's exactly. Still, uh, yeah, that's 2017 was even better. Like, uh, yeah, he just walked more that year. That was his only issue, and then it was a sad decline in 2018. But um, one of my favorite players, I think, probably I think my the favorite player from that 2016 2017 like peak of the era of Guardians baseball was I think Andrew Miller. Like on top of all the pitchers and Francisco Lindor and even Jose Ramirez was good back then. Jason Kimmins, it's Andrew Miller was my favorite. So maybe I'm biased in picking him over Manuel Classe, but they're both super good, and that's the good thing about Classe now is they have another one. Um, they were even using him in like top of the ninth tied game stuff. That, that was pretty smart. Everything yeah, else. I enjoyed yeah, that. One time it didn't work out and they still won later, but then the other game it worked out um, and they won bottom of the ninth. That's just smart on Tito's part and trusting that class A is damn good. He's going to get the outs. Just got to trust your offense. Um, yeah, it's not good. I mean, that is the thing about him is like he, he could do multiple innings because he gets so much contact. Like he, he creates weak contact. So he can just kind of have a three pitch outing if he needs to. He doesn't seem like he brings that, that the manic madness that a lot of like, um, like you know, like, like some, um, like I've, I've had like some, uh, some uh, closers will chug like two Red Bulls and then sprint out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Emmanuel Classe is a Red Bull chugger sprinter, but no, no. I, again, yeah. he's, again, he just he exudes a quiet confidence. You're just like, yeah. he's like, oh, God, I don't fucking care. I think it's gonna be one of those guys. Like we're gonna look later on. Like you look at Andrew Miller's numbers, you know, like, you're not surprised. Like he's so good. But we're gonna look back at Andrew or uh, Emmanuel Classe and realize that he's gonna have like a six seven year run of just being dominate dominating and we're gonna be kind of surprised because he just did his thing and went back to the dugout and he was amazing yeah look at his numbers right now just, just the last two oh, years yeah. 104 innings he's allowed 
eight earned runs. God damn. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Compared to, what did the Rangers get for Corey Kluber? Let me check my notes. Uh, one inning. One inning? <laughs> he was okay. gone. <laughs> they won that trade. Oh, they won oh damn. <laughs> uh, and on that note, I think that'll do it for us this week. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe to Covering the Corner on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, go to CoveringTheCorner.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Follow me at Matt R-L-Y, Mayor at Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch, like, fucking hell. You can follow Merrill, Merrill Lynch, too. Are you <laughs> you can just follow some... Merrill Lynch. That's Merrit now. He's, yeah, just, yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, banking institute. Tweet him how much you a... like uh, the, the podcast. Let him know. Let Merrill Lynch he's... know. Yeah, let him know. Yeah. They'll, they'll, yeah. they'll respond to you with sound <laughs> financial planning advice. But if you want to follow another random person, follow Merrill Lynch, like Merrill Lynch with lunch. Um, follow the lunch instead. If you see the sandwich, you you're going the right direction. <laughs> That's what they say. Uh, Merrill. Talk to you next week. I'll be there.